You know what you do. You go and get T. Higgins. Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey. Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb in that era of the Packers, you know. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Oh, shit, he hasn't got us all the 10 yards. Oh, let's go Derrick Henry again. It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzle. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in, like, an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. Well, g'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Maddie C. I'm the host of the show. I'm the commissioner of the Astro League. That's right. In case you've forgotten. And I'm halfway through a conversation with Taylor where it's, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. We're in part two now. I urge you to go back and catch part one because part one is going to get a lot of callbacks in this episode. And it's a bit of a change of gear for Tay too as well. So uh, go and check that one out. It is published right here where this one is, except it's called part one. And it will be called something like Taylor Talk. And this will be called something like Maddie's Mumblings or something. I don't know. I don't have a name for this segment because I generally don't turn the tables on Taylor. So maybe I should call it Turned the Tables on Taylor. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Uh, in the meantime, though, make sure you go and check that out because we do call back to it quite a lot. And it's a shift of gear for Taylor. He's usually giving you guys to pump you up and go and find value. This time around, he's going, whoa, hold up. This guy's way too expensive. Uh, and he's got a couple of them. And, and this is the segment where I get to turn around and do a few myself and put Taylor on the spot a bit. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Before we get into it, though, just quickly, find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. We're at Astro League Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Astro League Pod. And you can even send us a good old-fashioned email like they did back in the day, like today, at AstroLeaguePodcast at gmail.com. I don't have a snail mail address. I'll work on that. I don't know who would ever want to send me snail mail, but... Uh, maybe that's something we should poll, see if there's worthwhile having that. Anyway, Big Tay, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, and he's here. It's, did you want to bring up some of your own I'm okay boys? With that, though. Man, and I'm going to be real quick about mine because you brought one up that I was just going to be so happy to smash, and that's Miles Sanders, so I can skip straight past him. But yep, he was beautiful. one of the lower guys. He is ADP of 46 at the moment on NFL.com. And that's where we draft. He's running back 18 on there. And I don't love that. But I'm going to work from the from lower back up to the top because I had two guys with ADPs yep. in the top 20 overall. Beautiful. I love it. I love it because I And I think I, you're going to want a piece of them. I didn't have the, you know, river-sized ball sack to actually <laughs> um, to go after the top 20 because I really – didn't see a clear guy that I wasn't happy with in there. But, mate, you just – you release that, you know, human goo all over the place. Let's do it. <laughs> this next one's going to be real quick, though, because I'm working my way up. You know, let's go from the shaft to yes. the tip. I've got the Bengals, who we had a tear at their wide receivers a little earlier with you, but also in the last episodes to um, talking about how there's so much love for this uh, Jamar Chase guy where you'd prefer Higgins – and I'd prefer Boyd, given that their ADPs are all separated by about a round and a bit in Astros. You're talking about Chase being 
around that fourth, fifth turn. That's too expensive for me versus Higgins, who's about a round and a half later. Well, that's not so bad in the sixth-ish. But um, with Boyd in the seventh to eighth, to me, that's the guy. If you just want to get a piece of that offense, a guy in the slot, uh, I think that's going to be relatively useful to a team who are not going to have a powerful offensive line again. Um, so, sorry, is that an avo- so who's a, who are you avoiding there? Do you mean I'm Chase? avoiding Jamar Chase and I'm yeah, probably yeah, passing on Higgins. Yeah, no problem. Um, and I didn't think you would love me passing on Higgins after you said, you know what you do, you go and get T Higgins. Um, I thought you would hate me doing yeah, that. that, but that sounds that. about the volume that I talk at. So, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> there I go. My Taylor talk impression. This will be good. I can fill in for you on weeks where you just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we sound exactly the same. I yeah. think we're about the same height and weight as well. We look really similar. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mate, there's a week where you'd just rather have views than talk to me, which I've got to assume is most weeks. Then I can just fill in. It'll be great. <laughs> Yeah, mate, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying like you coming up with your calls too, and me being on the receiving end. It's just great, mate. Keep going. I'm just going to seem like an absolute genius. So let's go. Yeah, I'm just going to start pronouncing the Ellen Salmon now. Nothing else matters. Whatever. It was lukewarm in my pants after I did that. Just over and over and over and over like a gift. Do we have a drop for that? Oh, I was worried for a sec there. I was worried. So Matt, sit back and take it like Philip Rivers' misses does. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you're going to love this one too because um, I think you should file for divorce. I'm putting Justin Herbert here. And I know Justin's going to be very ticked to hear that, you know, I was not the best man at the wedding, but I was the MC at the reception. And, and so Justin and I spent a lot of time together on that wonderful night. But an ADP of 51.7 or quarterback six, I'm just concerned that the, de- the defense has improved. They're not going to need 34 points a week. Um, but also I'm marking him down for having a new head coach, and a new offensive coordinator is only a second-year starting quarterback. I, I rarely see that succeed for a second-year quarterback. And I just It gives me the heebie-jeebies all over. Gee, my husband's not going to let me be on this podcast anymore after that. But uh, I think I actually brought him up uh, either last season or probably was last season because I've only done two pods this season. But uh, I brought him up as a candidate to at least be lower, if not the same. I'm the same. I, I think I said the exact same things you did uh, oh. about the defense and that he's not going to need to score a lot of points. He had to come back from behind a lot last year. Uh, he's pretty much got his full complement back now. Uh, Derwin James, I'm pretty sure, is coming back, even though it's the ACL, like I've mentioned. I don't think it's so much an issue for you know, people that are playing that position as it is playing a running back. Uh, so I expect him to be pretty much back to full capacity. So I've, I've, I'm the same. I don't think they're going to have to score as many points. They will against the Chiefs. So, you know, that's not a bad uh, <laughs> a bad game there. So I, I'm the same. I, I don't seem like breaking into the top five and where you have to draft him at, you're almost needing to be. Um, so I'm the same. Like he's, he's another one of those middling guys that I'm sort of staying away from myself unless the value's there. I took him in a draft in the weekend, but it was because I got him in like the eighth round or something. It was Beautiful. something absurd. Beautiful. And, That's and where it was, he's and got it, value. And it was a league where uh, the points are really sporadic and they, they really uh, help the passes, not so much just the running, like the running quarterbacks. So he was the last guy there that was, you know, you had Jalen Hurts behind you. So he was like the last of the guys that I could see still having a fair bit of yardage and touchdowns. So I don't see him falling off a cliff, 
Oh, no. And I don't think you do either. I just, I, I agree that he's probably been drafted a little bit too high or he's been drafted right in the exact spot, which also still doesn't really fill me with a lot of love for it. So you kind of want a guy that's almost going to smash through his ADP or someone that's shit house and you can just drop. So, you know, I, I, I'm the same there, Matty. I, you know, I, I don't know if you expected hate from me there, but, you know, I, I agree. I thought Justin would be in your ear to say, hey, fuck that skinny little freckled bastard. So, you know, if he's not home, he'll hear this later. <laughs> I told my husband to delete the Astro League podcast just so he had to hear it. So I'm allowed to have a little bit of free range in my marriage. Um, okay. you know, I'm allowed to say a little bit of what I'm allowed to, but look, I, I can't also tear shreds off my hubby. You know, I just can't do it. We're, we're life partners. Now, I, I would say a little bit more on Justin Herbert here, but I think I'll, it's better to move on and save the time for the two guys who are in the top 20 here because I think these are the guys that are going to oh, these are the invoke ones the most want. conversation. These are the yeah. ones we want. Where's the – you got to drop for this too? Like the, you know um, – I think my balls these will guys, drop by the end of it. these guys end up running back one, let's destroy Maddie drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something like that. The man, the myth, the legend. Do we have a vomit bucketing drop? Go high, go middle, or go low. You heard it first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but that just makes no sense to me at all. You all know what time it is. It really becomes about personal opinions and preference. Taylor talk time. And I think I've, I've had to bring my steeliest cojones to talk to you about it because the first guy I'm after is AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm going Titans. Yeah. Because at wide yeah. receiver four on the NFL.com site, I, ca- I can't do it. I can't stomach it. <laughs> I can't imagine taking him as the fourth receiver. And even if he finished as the fourth receiver, being happy with that. If I'm taking a guy who is going to finish at his ADP, he better be Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around with the fifth, sixth, seventh guy hoping that they finish fifth, sixth, or seventh. I want them to be the guy who... When Devontae Adams isn't number one, that guy's got a case to be number one. AJ Brown, to me, zero case I can make for him to be number one. I can't take him this high. didn't think the list I saw had him as top 20, but he was definitely close. Um, 18.6 overall. So, sneaks in. Wide receiver four. Oh, look, I wasn't trying to say you were wrong. I just, when I saw it, because I, again, if you're after a rebuttal here, I I don't have it. I, (gasps) I actually agree. And this, it's weird because I'm not a big fan of going for AJ Brown or Julio, but I'm a fan yeah. of going for Tannehill because he has both of them. So I think <laughs> they're going to steal targets and yardage and touchdowns off each other, and they're going to become a little bit more inconsistent because they are both there. You can't have two ridiculously good wide receivers like that. One first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and a guy that's coming through looking like one of the biggest beasts in the wide receiver position you can see and not change your offense slightly. Yep, Again, great. this might seem like I'm talking up into uh, Antonio Brown, AJ Brown, but I'm not. I, I think they're going to have inconsistent weeks because they're both there. Uh, I know Julio might have some health concerns, blah, blah, blah. I'm hoping that doesn't rear its ugly head like it did last year as a Titans fan. But mm. they're going to take from each other. You can't tell me that guys, two guys being that good in a team that has Derrick Henry still 
isn't going to have some consistency issues in the receiving game. You just can't tell me that. And so AJ Brown might have an 87-yard two-touchdown week, but then he's probably going to have a week the the week after where he has 70 yards and no touchdowns. And that's going to feel like it's a real hurt to you for a guy that you took at, you know, 18 overall. Yeah. So I I agree. I wouldn't be going AJ Brown either. For redraft this year, he's going way too high for me as well. Way too high. <laughs> way too high for me. So that's why, firstly, it was, uh, oh, good, any Titan, I'm just going to smash. No, no, it wasn't that. Yeah. It, was, it was literally that but- since the outset, AJ Brown, especially on NFL.com, there was a point where he was the number one wide receiver on NFL.com through the part where Aaron Rodgers was iffy. And I thought, this is madness. This is complete madness. I would like people to see me say all this too, that you want to have a go at Titans thinking I'll buy back. I'm pretty unbiased when it comes to this stuff. Like I, I have a pretty, yeah. you know, okay fantasy mind where I look at the, you know, you know, strengths and weaknesses of someone coming into a season and then look at their ADP and sort of have my own idea where I think they should be. It, it, the Titans thing doesn't really come into mind. Like I, I have many years where I just don't like Titans players at all. Like oh, yeah. In fantasy, especially when it's Playing receivers, when there's Derrick Henry there. <laughs> you know, like I've, I've seen every year everyone thinks that the team's going to go more pass heavy with Derrick Henry there, and it just doesn't. Like, And and that's what's funny. Like every year people think that Derrick Henry's going to regress and then he ends up with more yards than he did year before. And I know I just said that, that he's going to have a slight downgrade but that's only because they had to bring in a guy like Julio Jones to actually yeah. make that happen. And I, I still think Derek Henry is going to be in the 1700, 1800 range, probably actually higher than that. Now I think about it because they've got the extra game, um, probably towards oh, yeah, 2000 again. Manager, isn't it? Yeah. But because of the extra game, I just think it opens up a little bit extra for um, Julio and AJ Brown. They'll steal off each other a bit, but overall, it's going to help Tannehill completely. Yeah, oh my god! Did you laminate the cards? I don't really play anything. Oh, Jeff's gonna Google this now. I'm not IT literate or anything like that. There's no like structure. It's like disorganized structure. Okay, I feel you. <laughs> all right, it's all good. I go. I got it. No, no, we hate the corporation. We love the culture. Man, uh, I'm gonna move into the last one here, and this is a guy. Currently I want it to be someone I love. In the top I, I think we need we need some sort of rebuttal. I don't think I rebuttal against you enough. It's only when you say something about what I like and then we have a go so i'd love for you to say someone that i'm you know just love so please bring someone something that we can talk about well i don't know i mean i i had a bit of a crack at higgins before after you kind of got your cock out about him last week and you kind of let me away with that so i don't know how you're going to be on this one but what if i told you this guy career has a 3.3 yards per carry in games where he doesn't have a 25 yard rush would you know what i'm talking about i've got a guess is it related to what you're saying about Higgins, Is like really team-wise? Oh, not really. No. <laughs> There's a different no, okay. factor that's my problem. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just had this feeling you wouldn't like Joe Mixon. But don't. That was my guess. <laughs> uh, well, this guy's getting drafted at 9.2 overall, which is RB6. That narrows the field a bit. The, well, it's weird because the running back six I'm seeing is Aaron Jones, and I'm sure it's not that. That's Saquon. And, and I mean, the injuries stuff is the big concern, right? Um, yeah. And I think if you're taking him, to me, you've got to be deciding whether you're going the long play 
Or if you want to try and be a front runner and hold people off. And Saquon is not the guy if you want to be a front runner and hold people off because it seems like there's a great chance he's not going to be ready to go uh, when week one or two maybe even rolls around. And when he does roll around, like you've said about ACL guys, maybe he's not everything that he is and it might take part of the season for him to get back into some sort of mojo. But really, I was surprised to read that about him that if you just took, and I know this is such an unfair thing to do, or if you just took away the best stuff a person ever did, look at the shit that's left behind. Well, of course you took away the stuff that makes them awesome. What are you talking about? But I mean, so 25 yards is a good play. I'm not saying take away all these 35 plus yard touchdown runs. I'm just saying, you know, he's a guy who can peel quite a few of these off. And if you're expecting a guy who's got a recently operated on knee to be extraordinary out of the gate when he does get back, I think you're going to be really disappointed. And for me, I don't know what comfort it would take. I I tried a mock draft yesterday as we're recording this to see what would happen because Saquon fell to me in a draft. Well, this never happens. Let's just go with it because it's a fucking mock, whatever. Yeah, I hated my team. (laughs) I really hated my team. Um, And that's nothing new because this preseason, I've hated most teams I've mocked. It it seems I'm at 10 and that seems a shitty spot. I I just haven't been able to find Zen. What say you about Saquon at 9 overall, 9-10 overall? what, What say you? So it was funny, my brother in that same league I talked about earlier, yeah. 10, and Saquon fell to him and he just felt the need to take him. But again, like what you're saying, I don't think you look at your team after and just say you love it. Um, I, I have issues again, like I mentioned, with guys coming off an ACL. Yeah. Uh, they often take a year. They, they're often better the year after. Um, so the problem is too, like your 3.3 yards – uh, per rush actually makes sense because his offensive lines fucking talk shit as well. Like, I remember oh, watching shit. him in week one last year against the Steelers, and to be fair, the Steelers, you know, destroyed a lot of running backs. Oh, yeah. But that was before we knew the Steelers to, were the Steelers, the capital S. Yeah. I, I don't have the stat line, but it was something like around the range of 15 rushes for nine yards or something. Like it was oh, yeah. the most, it was, it was, was less, it was, all I can guarantee you was it was less um, than one yard of uh, a carry. It was nine rushes and for he, six yards, to be honest, because he was in yeah, my team. Yeah, right yeah. It was, and I was sad. Yeah, 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 it was disgusting. And to be fair, you know, he had the, the receiving baseline, which you get out of Saquon, which you're quite happy with, but you're looking real high with Saquon and everyone thinks of him as that guy that come out as the rookie and just destroyed, and which is fair. Like last year, there was no reason for him not to be number two. Um, but there are so many reasons to put people in front of him this year. And I was hoping he was going to be completely fit. And I'll, I'll touch on it when we do the mock because, yeah. you, you know, you'd mentioned in other pods about how I've flip-flopped about whether I've liked the fifth pick or not. Yes. And I'm 100% on the side that I don't now <laughs> because and Saquon... He's hot, then he's cold. Then he's Sa- hot, then he's cold. <laughs> I'm so hot and cold, but it's mainly based on Saquon because yeah. if Saquon is the guy that everyone thinks he's going to be, he sort of sets the market in that fifth spot because... If people were thinking, I know Mark Downey talked about taking him at one when he got the first pick. He mentioned to us, sorry to put you on blast, Mark. It's not blast, but it's what you said to us. You said that you actually thought about taking Saquon over CMC when you first got the number one pick. And like, I don't think at the time it was the most insane thing. I, I mean, it was like I would never not take CMC as number one. But at the same yeah. time, like, if you're getting anywhere near what you've had in Saquon, in the past, I can see why you would with the receiving baseline as well as all the work on the ground. 
But I, when when you're at fifth, you kind of need Saquon to be high enough that people might think about taking him before you. Yep. Because I'm going to sit there and I can tell you right now what's going to happen. It's going to go CMC, Delvin Cook, uh, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, and I'm going to be sitting there in that first spot past the top tier where I have to make a real decision. Like that's where you don't want to be. You want the decision pretty much made for you, and like because it's so obvious. Whereas I'm going to have sort of almost a plethora of guys that I could take yeah. in that sixth position that you could actually debate about. Started and next Saquon, year, right? And I don't even think Saquon's in that anymore. Like, that's how Ooh. off he is at the moment. I don't think you can take him at five. Uh, like, if you're talking about nine and ten, there's no way I can take him at five. Nine and ten, I think, is the range, just to get back to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I would take him there. I, I just think that you've gone past, you know, Adams has probably gone as the first wide receiver. Um, you know, you've got seven, eight guys, you know, gone in the running back position before that. I think he fits around there. That's probably where I'd take him. I had no issue with my brother taking him at 10. But I agree if you you probably don't like your team. Um, his rushing, I don't you know, think it's a great chance of busting out this year. The ACL injury, the shit O-line, uh, no one touching based on everything I've already talked about, but I don't like that side of it. He will be decent in the receiving game, but will he break out for huge plays with coming off that injury? I also know that he delayed surgery, so he's probably three months behind what people think he should be at this point. Um, I don't know if that's a tidbit that people don't realise and because he couldn't get it done earlier. It might have even been a COVID thing. So he's further past the line that you would think he would need to be to be starting in week one. So there's actually a chance that he won't be properly ready by week one, and that's fucking scary for a guy you're taking in the first round. I'm sorry to go off on the tangent here, but... I, I just – I wouldn't – I'm not taking it. I can tell you right now I'm not taking the five. And that's true. So, yeah. I I agree with you. It's a weird decision at nine and ten. I would probably do it from my end. But I have grave concerns for him, especially what you're saying and his overall ADP being at six. Um, I think it's a clear stay away. I I haven't seen him at six. That's why I didn't bring him up as players to avoid. But um, I've, I've mainly seen him at eight or nine. Well, and yeah, so it's, it's running back six, which is then by that stage, you might see a Tariq or Devontae Adams go. You might see both of them go and Kelsey as well for him to get down to nine, 10, which you know, I've seen drafts like that in mocks. Um, I don't know our league will do that. I think our league will be a bit more running back heavy and there will be someone in that period there who maybe auto drafted him even. Just don't know how that's going to pan out. I might not have to make that decision, but at the moment, that was top of my list. He was the highest priced guy. I had the biggest question marks about that could have fallen to me. And I thought, well, that's about as many question marks as I need to go and put a top 10 ADP guy in here and bring my tiny little skinny Irish man balls of steel onto the Astro League podcast and lay him out. There you go. That's me all done. That's my five guys. Can I go down a quick rabbit hole again? So you're saying that you wouldn't think it's the weirdest thing in the world that Hill would go before you there. Don't you think no. that's crazy that Hill got to me at 12 in that draft as well? Because like, I know some people thought it was a bit weird that I didn't go running back there, but I've seen Kelsey. Like, Kelsey was ranked fourth on the ESPN rankings. And when I went into that draft, I was like, oh, that sucks because I thought Kelsey might get to me. Yeah. Um, it's just an absolute position dominance. Yeah. And what I did, I reckon, 
60 mocks, let's say it, yeah. uh, where, uh, where I went from that position and not once did I see Hill and Kelsey get to me. But I basically did my entire draft plan around which one of those guys might get to me. I was like, if if Hill gets to me, I'm taking him, but then I'm probably going running back with him. Or yep. if Kelsey gets to me, I'm going taking Kelsey, and then you know, then I'm going running back. But when you have <laughs> those two absolute game breakers, even though they're on the same team, it really doesn't matter because that literally is the entire receiving game for the Chiefs. Yeah. So you know, one are going to be as consistent as consistent gets. Um, I just thought that was unbelievable that Hill even got to me at twelve. Like he he was the yeah. he was the auto pick there, and then it was like, well, I can't believe Kelsey got to me either as an after. Well, like, so I was yeah both. That's I was crazy. almost just looking for my, my own recognition from saying that Hill was a great pick at, at R twelve there because you're saying that Hill's yeah. a legit chance of being around Devontae Adams there. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, in the mocking I've been doing, I've sort of seen those two interchanges one, two. And I don't think you can be mad yeah. at people taking Hill first because we've seen his ceiling. is a 50-point game. Ah, 50 yes. points. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's that's ceiling. Okay, how rare is that? Who cares? Who cares? His non-ceiling, like you can kind of expect to get two touchdowns and a couple of hundred yards out of him any given Sunday. Like he's just this powder keg that can go off. And I mean, his bad games aren't even that bad either because he just, his baseline of volume is still terrific, which is no different than Devontae Adams in every other way, except for the extraordinarily long touchdowns that you see he'll get. Devontae Adams is more about the volume and he's terrific at making space in the shortest end of the field. That is what sets him apart from every wide receiver in the league. It's even in that crunched up little goal to go area. No one finds more space in that fucking crammed area where there's 22 guys in a 10-yard space than Devontae Adams. So they've both got reasons that really set them apart, and it doesn't surprise me they flip-flop one-two. And outside of Russell Wilson, I've never seen someone throw from the one-yard line more than Aaron Rodgers. And he, because he's at the end of his, you know, Packers regime, I don't think he gives a shit either. Like, he's not going to ever care. And when he's on the one-yard line and they go, oh, you should have run it in, he's going to say, I don't give a fuck, mate. I'm, I'm off next year anyway. So he's probably going to pass in the one yard line even he more, will. which yeah. also hurts Aaron Jones in a way. But at the same time, at least Aaron Jones can catch a ball and run it in too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think but he's Adams just always gets himself open. But at the same time, like Tyreek, if this was last year, I probably wouldn't have been as bullish on Tyreek. But last year, he was probably the most consistent wide receiver in the league. He just always, yeah, you know, chimed in for. 80, 90 yards with a TD. Like, he just was so consistent last year. And, you know, I've never seen a guy more clear on a depth chart in my life in the wide receiving core. And I've always seen people bring up, like, Nicole Hardman and, yep. you know, Byron Pringle and stuff going, oh, but what if, like, you know, how good is, you know, the Chiefs' offense, what if? And you're like, no, there just isn't another guy. It's Hill and Kelsey and no one else. Like, you even saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire with a great, Pass catching, um, you know, profile out of college, and even though he was a rookie, like I touched on before, he didn't get the receptions either because he had Hill and Kelsey. Why? Yeah. Why would it even bother? Like going elsewhere, they are just so ridiculously good. Both of them get open at free will, and then Mahomes, even if they aren't open, hits that tiny oh. fucking bee's dick of a spot that like gets the right in the middle of their mitt and doesn't even matter. So. 
like how like how could you not want to take those guys? They are just they are so they are the epitome of consistency, and on the best team in the league, and they are the top two targets, and no one else gets targets. So why would you not go those guys? Well, Devonta Adams played two and a half less games than either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. But Travis Kelsey would have finished number one in the whole league yep. for receiving yards had Devontae Adams not just run him down on the last day. And Devontae Adams played and two and a half less games. Like, what is even going on? Um, Which so both makes them, you think me, that Devontae should be way in front. Sorry yeah. to cut you off there. No, but no, no. you also right. got to factor in the, the Packers, you know, efficiency in touchdowns and stuff. I don't know if it can ever be repeated. Like, and that's why I'm not – everyone's talking up Rodgers, you know, his last year. Like, he's going to just dominate again. If you look at some of the numbers, they are just unrepeatable. Like, they just – every time they were anywhere near the goal line, they threw in a touchdown. It just it, – I know it can technically be repeatable, but if you're going off, like, you know, odds, you know, that it's going to be repeated. It won't be. And just in general, I think the whole league's going to take a downturn for throwing touchdowns because it was just an absurd year last year. Like all the defences didn't get any time to prepare because of COVID and stuff like that. I just just don't think that you're going to see insane games like that where every single time the Packers are in there, they're going to have, they're going to throw a touchdown. And I think Rogers numbers are going to come down a bit to be fair. I think everyone's numbers are going to come down a bit. I think there's a legit conversation that Hill could beat him this year. And even though Devontae Adams numbers were absurd in two and a half less games, you know, I don't think that's just going to hundred percent continue this year to be way better than Hill. So I guess to bring it back real quick to, if I get the choice between a Tyreek Hill or a Devontae Adams versus, you know, Saquon, who I've got a lot of question marks over, that's a slam dunk for me. And I don't care yeah. which one it is. I don't. This is one of those things where, yeah. well, those guys are a tier. So do I care which one? No. I'm just seeing points, points, points. And that's, that's what I thought too, because when I'm sitting there at 12, I'm like, do I take the the tenth best running back and the eleventh best running back just to to get myself settled there, or do I take two or, guys that are like clear guys that could be the number one in their positions? So yeah. I got Kelsey and a Hill um, that could be number one on both instead okay. of just going these like middling sort of running backs. And yeah, look, it doesn't look great at the end when you've got Chase Edmonds and Cream Hunt as your starting <laughs> running backs, but no, no, when you look back at it, like. Every, everyone thought that after the jar. They thought, oh, Taylor's teams, blah, 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 because of the running backs. I, the high, I've, I know projections aren't everything. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a projection you know, thing. But I have the highest projection by like 10 points out of everyone in the entire league because you look and you see all the pass catching I have. All I need is 12 to 13 points out of my two starting running backs. And I'm still probably a decent chance of winning my, le- my week because yeah. I've got Tyreek, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, you know, a, a, a Tom Brady I've talked about that I think is going to just destroy. Um, did I even mention Travis Kelsey then? I don't think I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, he He's lost right. his beard. So that, <laughs> he lost his beard. So that's a complete downgrade. But mm. it's it's insane, like, how people forget that, that, it's, that the 0RB is actually a legitimate play because you don't need absolute domination out of the running back position. And, and a guy like Kareem Hunt, I'm probably going to get that occasionally as well. So, you know, imagine a week where I get Kareem Hunt scoring his 20 
it doesn't matter what Edmund scores. And if I've got Hill and those other guys and, and Kelsey, like it could be an enormous week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that could score 200 average- in, a, in a game that 100 would normally win. So yeah. it's just, I, I agree. Like if you're late in a, in a round and I'll, I'll admit, and I know we're probably talking too much about this, but <laughs> I, 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 this is another thing I've learned. And let, let's put it as Taylor, things Taylor learned today. Um, you came out and said you weren't sure about me picking Jacobs and um, and Mark picking Sanders last year. Yeah. And at the time, I thought, oh, like I didn't see that. Like I think I felt like they were the last two guys, sort of in that tier, like blah blah blah. But it makes so much sense because I picked from I think it was thirteen or fourteen or something. Yeah, I think it was. 14, and Mark's yeah. last sixteen. I thought you needed to sort of secure that, and they were the last guys in that tier. But you know, I'm starting to see that you're better off going elsewhere and going high on a different position, and going like a high because that year you could have got pretty much Devontae Adams, like because everyone was going running back in that first round last year in Astro that you could have seriously just pivoted to like Hill or Adams or anyone like that, and they would have been such a bigger game breaker than like. Jacobs and and Sanders, yeah. like I could have found guys that were almost doing just as well as that late in their running back position. It wouldn't have looked great after draft day, but in the oh, end, no, it I would have just made your fantasy team so much better because you've got key positions like wide receiver or tight end or whatever that are just game breakers for your team. So you don't ha- everyone going into this year thinking that um you have to like go running back, running back early just to make that position just like settled before you start looking at like far down wide receivers and stuff you don't have to do that like you can take the guys that are key that you know have production and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out a third thing i learned from last year Whoa, is, here we go. is the production you've seen in past years is what you should go off like is yeah. in uh, when i say past years i mean like literally you just saw don't go don't just buy the hype don't buy the hype on people just because you think, oh, they just got a slightly better position, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to bypass Tyreek Hill because Kenyon Drake's on Arizona and, you know, he's being rated as the 10th the running back, but I can get him at eight. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. go the guy you know, the guy you just saw last year put 50 on Tampa Bay. You know, go the guys that you are so settled in and you know the production they're going to give before you start looking at guys that you think are better in ADP because you can get those guys later. So that was a real long sort of spiel I've had. Um, but, you know, no, I, that's I sort of what I've thing to share, though. I'd rather, I'd rather the known production than the guys that have upside and what people think going to a new team, new situation, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And I've said this still I'm a bit blue in the face too. My first four rounds are minimize risk and go with what I feel like are known quantities. From five down, calculated risk, and then from nine to the end, no such thing as a bad pick. That, that's they're my three zones, you know. Uh, but everyone will have their own approach. That's just how I approach it. Yep. Mate, I'm going to vanish to uh, to go and do whatever it is tailors do when they're not talking fantasy football. Maybe sell some beer. Maybe drink some beer. Uh, we're going to have you back through to do a mock draft pretty quick smart, though, aren't we? Absolutely, mate. Can't wait to put all everything we've just talked about into production and probably still somehow do something that's completely different to what I just said. So uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you're on a clock. 
I might even chuck the the minute forty five or whatever. Um, yeah, throw a minute and a half or whatever it is to, on. Let's just to it. destroy me. But in saying that, we like to talk through our picks and stuff like that. But again, it just depends where you're picking from. Like yeah. you know, if you're in a position where going running back, running back early works, then. That's just how it is. But if you're on a turn or you've seen eight or nine running backs go before you, don't feel forced to go the, yeah. the leftovers. Panic. You know, take a look at a Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, blah, blah, blah. You know, go guys that are clear leaders in their position. And there's always guys that you feel like you don't mind later in in, the, in a running back position. I've, I've learned that. You don't have to just fill up running back early. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what we do in this mock coming up. It'll probably be the complete opposite of what I just said. I mentioned, <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking forward to doing it. Well, mate, through the magic of radio, this is going to be a whole day later. But for you and me, it's going to be mere minutes. Can't <laughs> wait, mate. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll see you on the other side. Hooroo. Hooroo. The results are in. The people have spoken. That's what it comes down to. We're not the no-fun league. But you need time to negotiate that. That's what my wife says. Very quick. Uh, Let's jump in and do this thing. Wow. That is the, uh, I think, pretty much the final act of me being the guest on Taylor's podcast. I don't think he would have me as a guest. But anyway, that was four and a half, guys, I guess, (laughs) to avoid because we kind of shared the Miles Sanders take. Uh, Anyhow... I hope that helps you guys get ready for draft day. I'm so looking forward to draft day. I would have loved it so much more if it could have been an in-person event as well as online, but it looks like only online this year. Canberra still in lockdown, and nothing's changing that for a little bit. So let's all get online. Anyone who can be online, I realize life gets in the way. Anyone who can't be online, get in and I'm telling you, spend the 10 minutes to do this, even if that's all the time you spend on it. Go and pre-draft rank you guys. Get into the website. There is a great guide on how to do that in uh, the for beginner series, and it is laid out 100%. I think it might even be just episode four of how you do it. And I think it's worthwhile going and doing it. It definitely is one of our pre-season episodes too. Go and pre-ranking guys. Um, go, go find that. There is episode three of this series. Um, in Series 2 of the Astro League Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Astro League Podcast. We're on Twitter at Astro League Pod. Our email is astroleaguepodcast at gmail.com. Good luck on draft day, guys. But don't forget, join us tomorrow. Tomorrow? That's right. We're back for a Saturday show where Taylor's going to do a mock draft from my position at slot 10. Oh, my gosh. I've had such trouble drafting a 10, but uh, we can talk about that when Taylor's back in here tomorrow. And by the magic of radio, uh, we'll all be here. Taylor and I, we, we've set aside the time to go through it again, and that will be the final act before draft day. Uh, so in the meantime, take care, everybody. Hooroo! Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League-specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.